Hey guys, what's going on? James here, and welcome to episode one of the Talkin' Bucks podcast. And I am not alone in this inaugural episode, the maiden voyage episode, right, of this new Buccaneers podcast, because we don't have enough of those out there already, right? No, joining me is a guy who joins me already a ton on my YouTube channel, um, and he is now joining me here on the podcast format as well. It is Evan Wanish, my colleague here at BucksNation.com. Evan, dude, we're at, we're here at a podcast, man. We're doing a podcast thing. Pretty cool, huh? Never thought I'd see the day where James Hill is doing a podcast, but here we are. I never say never, right? And um, yeah, it's uh, definitely exciting. I'm excited to see where you take this thing. Much like Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I finally got signed on to do a podcast. It was one of those pipe dream situations where, like you said, hey, we, we never really thought it was going to be something that was going to happen, but then it happened. And, you know, Evan, I, I'm kind of excited, right? Because when I think it when I think of, uh, you know, podcasts, I think it's more of a laid back situation. Just guys being dudes, just dudes being guys. We're just hanging out you know, talking Bucks football. And uh, that's kind of going to be the main idea here of this podcast. And, you know, Evan, we actually have a couple of topics that I do want to cover here in the maiden voyage, right, of the of the inaugural episode here of this podcast. And the first topic I want to cover is this, man. So I've been seeing on social media, right, Twitter, YouTube, all these other different types of platforms, right, that... I think people are overthinking something, and it all goes back to the Levante David quote after the loss to the LA Rams, where he said the locker room was in, you know, quote, turmoil, right? And at first, everybody read that as, oh, well, of course, everybody's upset. The Buccaneers just lost in the playoffs. They're not going to the NFC Championship game. Of course, they would be in turmoil. Of course, they would be upset. But now, Evan... Uh, people are starting to read it in a different light, in a different kind of way. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, they're, they're starting to say that was Levante David talking about the turmoil of the uncertainty of the Bucks quarterback position and without Brady, you know, they're going to be in turmoil. They're not going to be able to figure this out. They're not going to be a competitive team. And uh, you're now starting to see people read the situation like that as Bucks fans. And, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth I've seen on social media. Like I said, even Bucks players came out. You know, Shaq Barrett said they're still going to be contenders regardless of who's at quarterback. Mike Evans, you know, what are they going to do without Tom Brady? Well, you know, he thinks that they will be fine. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but you get the idea. So let me ask you this, Evan. Do you think this is an overreaction on some Bucks fans? Um, or do you think the Bucks are potentially in turmoil uh, without Tom Brady at quarterback and the uncertainty surrounding that position right now? Well, you know, they're definitely not as good of a team right now as, as they were a few weeks ago, a few months ago, uh, because they don't have a, a starting quarterback option right now. You know, we talked about Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is the only one under contract. So if you're just starting the season today, he'd be your quarterback. Um but you know, I think when going back to that David quote, uh, like you said, they talked about it right after the season had just ended, right? And they, this team faced a lot of injuries. Uh, 
this team faced the whole Antonio Brown situation, there was a lot of turmoil. You know, the, the starting defense hadn't played a single snap together until I believe the, the Eagles game. Uh, the Eagles the playoff came, right? I mean, it was, it was, it was incredible. Um, so I think that's what David was referring to a little bit more, but you know, at the time, nobody really thought Tom Brady was going to retire. Then he does. And then there's some whispers, you know, about some other things that we'll get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people are starting, like you said, going back on that quote and saying, Hmm, was Levante David referring to this situation instead of the injuries or the Antonio Brown thing? Um, it's possible. It, it certainly is. I don't know if the Bucks are in turmoil right now, but they're certainly not in the best of positions, you know, and until they find that quarterback, until they, you know, bring back some guys that are priorities for them in free agency. Um, you know, right now things aren't going to be looking pretty, but it's still you know, the Super Bowl hasn't even happened yet as of this recording so um you know the offseason still gotta get kicked underway and uh we'll see what happens but it'll be interesting to see what they do i I just don't buy that they're completely in turmoil yeah you know man when you use the word turmoil right like to me that you know is is basically you know a synonym for you know like dysfunction Right. Like the Jaguars last year, that was turmoil. My gosh, nothing was going right for them. Uh, I think the Bucks, again, this is my opinion, this humble podcaster's opinion. Right. Um, but I, I would say that the Bucks are a decent bit away from being in turmoil. Right. They still have a lot of talented players coming back to the team. Some of them on some pretty lengthy contracts. Now in the case of like Vita Vea, the coaching staff, Evan, they didn't lose anybody. You know, there was, well, they, they lost Mike Caldwell, but maybe that one's still up in the air. Apparently the Jaguars don't really, uh, you know, their hiring process is getting a little confusing, but um, you know, they still have Byron Leftwich. They still have Todd Bowles. They still have Bruce Arians. They still have all of the main leaders, of course, besides Tom Brady, um on this team and i think that's huge Uh, i think that that shows stability i think that shows continuity uh and that's what this team is going to need man you know that's that is going to be one of the biggest things for this bucks team moving forward in the post brady era um you know in terms of being away from that word turmoil. So I kind of want some continued thoughts here because for those of you who can't see, obviously, because this is an audio only situation, Evan gave kind of a, Ooh, kind of face. So, so what are your thoughts here? Did something spark in the old mind? No, no, not really. Just, you know, like I said, Brady's was comments on the podcast. Obviously we'll get into it uh, His comments on his podcast. And then the, the fan theories kind of going around have got me a little frustrated. That's all. Right, right. And and like I said, we will get into that. But to kind of put my finishing thoughts on this point, Evan, you know, are the Bucks in turmoil? No. Do I think it's an overreaction on some Bucks fans' minds? I think so. You know, I think that we're right now in a very raw, very kind of emotionally take-driven point of the offseason right now. A lot of people are still in shock. A lot of people are frustrated right now with how this offseason has started. And I think that that's kind of bleeding and leaking into you know takes of the team overall based on you know Tom Brady retiring so at the end of the day folks we have a long long I think exciting and interesting offseason ahead of us um you know and we're gonna have to wait and see um if the Bucks are in turmoil but I think when everything's said and done 
folks, I think things are going to be fine. But, you know, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but, Evan, the next thing I want to talk about here, right, is you did just mention it. You know, there's been a lot of fan theories. There's been a lot more fan shatter, right? A lot of negativity. And, and I don't like to start the inaugural episode of this podcast with some negativity. But you know what, Evan? We, we got to talk about this stuff, get our thoughts and opinions out here. And that is the fact that, you know, there's there's been some mumblings, not just from fans, Evan, but also from some media people about Tom Brady and his retirement. And, you know, Tom Brady gave his reasons to retiring, right? He wants to spend time with his family. He's 44 years old, right? Eventually, you got to come to a point where it's time to hang it up. There's a lot of good reasons for Tom Brady to say, you know what? Yeah, I, I think I'm good. I think I've pretty much done everything I can do. And uh, that's just the way it is. I'm done. But of course, there's got to be speculation. There's got to be rumors and whatnot. And Evan, some of the latest talk has been, you know, Tom Brady, a recent comment that he gave on his podcast when he said, you know, hey, never say never in regards to maybe wanting to play football again in six months. Then the chatter started of, well, was Tom Brady really happy in Tampa in his last season? You know, is there conflict with Bruce Arians? Actually, similar stuff to what people were saying in Tom Brady's first year with the Buccaneers. It just didn't have the added point of Brady retiring. So uh, you see a lot of people trying to create a rift there between Arians and Brady and really just Brady and the, the entirety of the Buccaneers coaching staff and organization. Um, this is a beefy topic to kind of dive into, and I'm happy we're covering it here in the first episode of the Talking Bucks podcast. Evan, what the heck are your thoughts on this, man? Because it's there's so much shatter. It's like the Wild West of takes out there right now. Yeah, this is, um, you know, it all sparks from his comments on, on his podcast when he said, well, I'm happy with my decision, but never say never when referring to uh, potentially coming out of retirement at some point, you know, not like next week, but like at, at some point, maybe, right? Because, you know, Tom Brady, it's interesting. He never really used the word retire. He, he never, if you notice, uh, I don't believe he ever used the word retire. He yeah. never used that word. So, um he just said that he wasn't going to be making that commitment anymore. That's he never used the word retire. People obviously you can infer it's basically what it is. But um, so the fan theories right now have well, Tom Brady wasn't happy, and and this is why he he retired. He had plans to come back, but then this and this, um, you know, and then maybe there is some truth to that. Everything's not going to be all you know sunshine and rainbows every single day, um, really. And you know. There was some talk of, yeah, last year they did things Brady's way towards the end of the season. They had a lot of success. And then there were some rumors that maybe this year they went back to what sort of was going on at the start of the 2020 season, where it was a lot of Bruce Arians offense. It was a lot of um, not a lot of play action, which, you know, a lot of fans griped about. And, and I mean, that's valid, right? They're, they have the stats to, to show it, that there was not a lot of play action in the offense. The Bucs weren't running no huddle as much as they probably should have or as much as maybe Brady would have liked. And a lot of people think that led to some frustration. I'm sure there was some frustration, but I don't know if it was enough to to just flat out retire. Uh, a lot of people seem to think this is maybe Brady's way of trying to get off the Bucs, uh, trying to go to a team like the San Francisco 49ers, who obviously Brady wanted to be drafted by the 49ers. And then it was rumored that in free agency, when he entered, his first choice was the 49ers. But they decided to to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo at the time, and they they never 
really went hard after Tom Brady. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's always been something that he's wanted to do. I just, <laughs> I don't know how much I can, how much stock I can put into it because uh, it seems a little bit outlandish. I just, I have a hard time believing that after a few weeks of retirement, he's going to come out and then demand a trade to San Francisco, or does he sit out a whole year and then decide to come back to football when he's 45 years old, about to be 46, you know, in August of next year. Like I, I don't know. I, I think that that theory's a little bit too much to me. And then some people say, well, you know, the Bucks can trade Tom Brady's rights for Jimmy Garoppolo, which I mean is true. And it would make sense if Tom Brady were to wish you know, to play for the 49ers, that were to be something that would happen. Uh, I just, I don't think I don't think it's valid right now. Could it happen? Sure. Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement. Nobody was really expecting that. Um, it, it could definitely happen. But I I just think that's a lot of fan theories going on. Nobody's really mentioning the 49ers. No media members are mentioning like that possibility. But they're more so mentioning the, the frustrations that Brady had within the Bucks organization that could have potentially maybe been a reason for Levante David's comment. Going back to the first, you know, topic we, we talked about. Um Levante David's comment and looking back on it, you, fans are starting to connect the dots a little bit more and seeing that maybe there was something behind the scenes that a lot of people weren't really glued in on. Yeah. Uh, again, I kind of want to reiterate, reiterate my point here, man, Evan, where, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, we're at a very delicate point in this off season where a lot of connecting the dots, a lot of fan theories are coming out, you know, in, in the timeline and all these other different types of things, right? Look, I think that Tom Brady retired because of the fact that he's been doing this for 22 years, uh, and he's, you know, 44 years old and he wants to spend time with his family. I think those are all pretty legitimate reasons. Like you said, Tom Brady ain't going to retire because he's having some, you know, minor disagreements with Bruce Arians and the coaching staff. Tom Brady's an adult. They're all adults, right? They can talk something like that out. That's not a reason for a guy to retire, I would think, right? Uh, you talked about Levante David turmoil thing. I mean... Maybe Levante David might not even have been privy to Brady's frustrations. You know, me and you have talked about this, um, you know, in the past where Brady, he, he's kind of a private guy in terms of his thoughts and feelings on situations for the most part, right? Um, so I, I, I definitely think that there's more reasons to believe that Tom Brady just legitimately wanted to retire than him just saying, well, I'm upset with the coaching staff. I'm upset with Bruce Arians. And you know what? I'm just done. That's insane to me. I just don't see that for a player of the caliber of Tom Brady, the competitiveness for a guy of Tom Brady. You know, Evan, kind of give me give me some more thoughts on that. Well, the thing is, it's not like they were really struggling on offense at all. Like this year, they were they were one of the best offenses in the entire league. So it's not like I would understand it more if you know they were kind of struggling on offense right if with all these weapons and all the talent they had they still were kind of sluggish kind of sloppy um you know i would understand that more 
but like they were like one of the top offenses. It clearly worked, right? It wasn't right. something that, you know, wasn't working. So I think Brady was probably fine with it. Were there frustrations? I'm sure there were. There were frustrations in 2020 as well. Um, you know, that's that's a football season. That's what happens during the football season to a lot of players and a lot of coaches. Um, that, that's why you work so hard at, at correcting it and trying to collaborate with each other. Um, and especially two guys like Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, which have been around the block plenty of times they know what each one of them wanted to do and they they tried their best right and if if the bucks were healthier they could be playing in the super bowl right now who knows right Right. chris godwin doesn't go down the ab situation doesn't happen i mean there's a good chance i think they're playing in the super bowl you know tristan Wirfs, if he doesn't go down there's a really good chance that they're playing in the super bowl right now so um you know i just think the frustrations part to me it's valid but it'd be it's less valid to say like that's a reason for his retirement because it wasn't getting in the way of the team's success as much as people may think. Well, yeah, like is there frustration? Of course. Like I think anybody gets frustration gets frustration when they're in a competition, right? That just comes with the territory, you know. But like you said, I don't think the level of frustration is to the point where Brady's sitting here saying, you know what, I'm done. I don't like any of this. I'm done. He very, very much thanked Bruce Arians, Jason Light, the coaching staff, you know, the entirety of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he announced his retirement, you know. And again, it's just it's a ton of speculation right now. Um, Of course, people are talking about it. I've seen articles written about it, reports written about it, you know, and a lot of people are talking about all the smoke right now. Uh, and who knows, we may get more information about this, Evan. We may not. Like I said, you know, Tom Brady's a very private guy. Will he be asked about it on his Let's Go podcast one day? I don't know. Maybe. But I would think that even Tom Brady would say, like, no, there was no frustrations there, really. You know, I, I just really do. Or there was, you know, it wouldn't be a big contributing factor right to his retirement. And I, and I think that's what we're going to get at the end of the day. That's what the final information is going to be. You know, it kind of pumped the brakes on the whole Brady wants to play in San Francisco, trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, and all these other different types of things right now. I, I think the only thing that's going to be on Tom Brady's mind is spending, you know, a good amount of time with his family, you know, doing other ventures that he wants to do. Uh, and that's just the way it's going to be, uh, because Brady said so in his retirement chat, you know, or in his retirement announcement, if you will. So, um, again, a lot of speculation out there right now, a lot of fan theories, even, you know, some media are kind of hopping on the theories. Um, so it's a lot and let's just all take a deep breath, relax, and just kind of be patient with situations like this, you know, and, and wait till all the information, all the facts are out there. Uh, before we start making all these different types of theories and talks and whatnot. But, you know, again, Evan, uh, you know, kind of shifting gears now to our last topic. Again, I hate to be negative, right? You know, but there's been a couple of points of negativity now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with the Brady, you know, not liking the team talk, the you know, different types of things going on with them being in turmoil. And now this, the NFL awards uh, just finished yesterday, right? Uh, As of the recording of this video on uh, February 11th. And Tom Brady didn't win MVP. A lot of people were upset about that. Me and you have talked about that before on our other respective platforms. 
about how Brady should have won the MVP. We're not going to really dive too much into that conversation here. Um, but another thing that happened, which I know a lot of people are, I think, possibly even more upset about, because I think that they had prepared themselves for Brady not winning MVP, right? A lot of Bucks fans had, you know, hardened their hearts and just said, darn it, he should have won it, but he didn't. And that's, oh, well. But this one took people, I think, by surprise in some ways. And that was uh, Rondé Barber did not get... Uh, elected, voted into, I'm not really sure the word to use there, but Rondé Barber did not get enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, which sparked a, what seems like yearly debate among Bucks fans, um, you know, which is, what the heck's going on? Why aren't these guys getting into the Hall of Fame? You know, who the heck is is getting, trying to get these guys into the Hall of Fame, and why aren't they doing their job, and all these other different types of things, right? So Evan, I, I want your thoughts on Rondé Barber not getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know it's it's tough. Uh, it's it sucks to see. I think he'll get in there someday. It's just I, I think a lot of fans thought this might be the year. Uh, Leroy Butler was really the guy who basically made it in over him. And Leroy Butler was a fantastic player. Um, but I have the career stats here from Greg Allman. Uh, Butler had thirty eight interceptions. 20 and a half sacks and 13 forced fumbles. Okay. So that, that's for his career. Rondé Barber had 47 interceptions, 28 sacks and 15 forced fumbles. So Rondé Barber had more interceptions, more sacks, more forced fumbles than Leroy Butler did. Uh, both of them won each one, won Super Bowl. Butler made four pro bowls while Barber made five. So really, if you're looking at it, Leroy Butler, sure, he deserves to be in Canton, but Rondé Barber deserves to get in before him, I think. So um, congratulations to Butler. But I think a lot of fans, they weren't so mad at Butler. It's just mad at, you know, the whole Rondé Barber thing and why he's had to wait so long. And his buddies, you know, John Lynch, John Lynch just got in. Rondé, uh, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, they're in. It's time for Barber to join those guys. Uh, Simeon Rice the same way. Simeon Rice was snubbed and snubbed and snubbed. And now it doesn't really look like Simeon Rice is going to get into the Hall of Fame at all. Uh, so, um, you know, next year could be Rondé's year, but I think a lot of fans are frustrated that it wasn't this year. Yeah, you know, I think I saw uh, Jenna Lane talk about this on Twitter uh, when she said that, you know, Barber basically redefined what it meant to be a nickel corner, right? And I believe she went on to say, you know, hey, you don't just put your third best corner at the nickel position. You know, there's some situations where your best corner is at the nickel position. And there, there's so much responsibility that comes with being a nickel corner. And Ron A. Barber was kind of the first guy, right, in, in the modern era, let's say of the NFL where he was doing everything. He was hitting the quarterback. He was getting interceptions, forcing fumbles, recovering fumbles, all these other different types of things that Rondé Barber did. And he still didn't get into the hall of fame, you know, and he's very much in a John Lynch situation right now, where Lynch had to wait so stinking long, you know, to, I believe, you know, Evan, whereas last year, right when he got in, um, where a lot of people thought, okay, if John Lynch doesn't get in this year, that's his last chance and he might not get in he might have had a Simeon Rice situation you know um and I think people are worried that Barber might hit that territory I don't think it's gonna get that bad because how long has Barber been eligible Evan since 2017 
I believe yes, it's been 2017 because it's it's five years after you retire. So I think technically his last season was 2012. I think it should be 2017 that, that he was eligible. Okay, so he's had five years. Obviously, there's been a lot of you know good names in certain situations in those five years that Barber's been eligible. I don't really know what the cutoff point is before you know people just start thinking, well. Hey, you know, Barber, he had a good run of possibly getting into the Hall of Fame, but it's time to tuck you away into a folder and put you away, you know? I, I don't know when that breakoff point is, but uh, I, I understand why people are frustrated. I understand why people are worried, right? Because they want to see their guys get in. Barber obviously being one of the better guys that Buccaneers, you know, Super Bowl defense. You'd probably say he's probably the third or fourth best guy on that defense, Um and, and, and that, that's saying something for, right. for being the third or fourth best guy on that defense. That is with a defense with Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, and a lot of other talented players. That's saying something. Right. And, and you know, Evan, uh, it's led a lot of people to say on social media and, and whatnot and saying, you know, what the heck's going on with the, the, the process of, of getting these guys into the Hall of Fame? Um, you know, the pitch is being made and I could do a better thing. And I know besides myself, five other people could do a better thing uh, of getting Barber into the, the Hall of Fame and whatnot. And just kind of what are your thoughts on the idea of like making a pitch? Because in my opinion, I don't think that that's a super easy thing to do, right? Because you're going to have so many different guys with so many different opinions, giving their takes putting a lot of pressure um, on these other different types of guys. You got to think about biases and whatnot. I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, so kind of what are your thoughts on the whole uh, situation of, you know, presenting these guys and getting them, trying to get them into the hall of fame? Yeah. I, you know, making a pitch when a guy like Leroy Butler can get in with the stats he has, he's good stats, right? Great stats. Hall of Fame stats now, right? But the pitch shouldn't be that hard. If a guy like Butler can get in with his stats, Barber should be a shoe-in, essentially. So I don't know how the, that process goes. I'm, then, I'm not in any position to say how that process goes or how the pitch even goes. Um, but yeah, something's got to give at some point, right? And, and hopefully next year's Rondé's year, because just like you said with John Lynch, it sort of felt like last year, you know, if he didn't make it, I think he would have been eligible again for this year, but like if he didn't make it, like at some point, like there's been some really good players who aren't in the hall of fame and will never, never will be in the hall of fame. Um, they just, they didn't get enough votes. So um, it feels like next year's Rondé's big year. And it's a shame because it should have been this year. should have been even before this, but um you know, it does feel like next year is his year, and I think his stats will speak for himself. So eventually, the the, the stats are going to come out, and just like they're they're going to have to lead the way, essentially, right? Nobody, no talking head is going to have to convince anybody. Eventually, the stats and and the accolades that he has are going to have to lead the way and lead the charge for him to make it into the hall. You know, I I wonder because obviously, me and you have never seen really how the entirety of those meetings go. Right. But I wonder if they're allowed to use like visual uh, representations and like visual aids, you know, in terms of their pitches. Maybe maybe they're missing like a PowerPoint, you know, maybe they're missing like a highlight video or something like that to really see everything Rondé Barber did for them to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Let, now now let's put him in. We got the visual aid, you know, now we can put him in. But like you said, uh, eventually, you know, whatever pitch is being made, whatever happens, eventually the stats speak for themselves, Evan. 
Um, and I think that that will eventually get Ronnie Barber to the Hall of Fame. I understand why people are frustrated, but, you know, much like has been the theme of this podcast, Evan, in a way, is just, folks, let's just be patient. I think Ronnie Barber will get in eventually. We just have to wait. And I know it sucks to wait, but the wait will be worth it whenever we see Barber in that gold jacket. If you go to Cannes, you see the bust of Ronnie Barber in there with Sapp, Brooks, Lynch, um, and all the other greats of the NFL in there. That's when the wait will be worth it. So, um, yeah, just pre we're preaching patience, Evan. This entire inaugural episode here of the podcast, that's uh, just what we do on here. So, um, you know, Evan, with that, uh, do you have any final thoughts before we go ahead and end off this first episode? No, I just, just wanted to, uh, to let you know I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. Um, obviously, I, I won't be on every episode. Um, I am not the official co-host. Uh, you don't actually have an official co-host. You are a one-man show here. Um, but uh, really looking forward to seeing what you got in store for this podcast. And like I said, I know it's been – it's been a time I, I wasn't sure it was ever going to come, right? You had the YouTube channel forever, and uh, now you're getting into something a little different, but I'm sure you'll do great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, to what else you got in store. Yeah, you know, man, I'm, I'm having fun. You know, first episode, we had a little spice, little something nice, you know? We, we had a lot of fun stuff to talk about, and uh, like you said, Evan, you're not the official co-host, but you will be on here a lot. I, I plan on having a lot of folks from Bucks Nation on here. A lot of people outside of uh, the Bucks Nation bubble as well, I think, will be on here on the podcast. It's, it's fun to have guests, right? It's fun to have other people to talk to. Uh, especially whenever we're talking bucks. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see where this journey goes. I'm excited to see uh, what the heck we can do here uh, in our first off season uh, talking bucks. So uh, yeah, but uh, you know, hey, let us know your guys' thoughts about everything we talked about. I, I think there's a comment section. I, I'm not an expert on podcasts, Evan. Is there a, is there a comment section somewhere in podcast land or no? Should be, yeah. You can also, you know, leave a leave a review, leave a rating. Um, so be, be sure to do that as well. Yeah, leave a review, leave a rating. Let me know uh, your guys' thoughts on the inaugural episode, the maiden voyage episode here of uh, Talking Bucks. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Evan, uh, I thank you so much for being on and kind of guiding me through the first episode of my podcast journey. It uh, is going to be a lot of fun and. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope y'all enjoyed. And as always, uh, we'll see you guys uh, in the next episode. Uh, I guess that's kind of it. I guess it is just episode. I usually have an extra outro to do, but now it's just the next episode. So yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode of the podcast. Hope you guys all enjoyed. But until then, and as always, guys, goodbye for now. And go Bucks.